Um, if you to uh, open up your Bibles this morning uh, to the book of Genesis, we are not continuing in our study of the book of Matthew. I want to share with you uh, something that I'm going to be working on with the kids this week as um, I head over there. Um, I want to talk about uh, just who we are and what we need to be. Uh, this morning, as, as you rolled into church, uh, this might be the type of person that you are. Uh, it might be uh, you're a hard worker. Uh, you're one who takes responsibility for yourself. Um, you love uh, when people present a challenge before you. You say, I got it. I got it. I'm on it. Uh, I can handle this. Uh, you're, you're a man or a woman of confidence. Uh, you're a hard worker, and you realize that if there's anything that you need, is you just need to work harder at it, uh, and you will accomplish. As you say you, you got it, uh, you're also saying that you don't need anyone else. You don't need anyone's help. Um, in our household, sometimes when I uh, want to uh, get my boys to work harder or to help me with something, um, if they lift something, I, I say, oh, would you, oh, you, this is probably too heavy for you. Uh, and most of the time, they're like, oh, no, it's too heavy, can't be, you know, and I, they jump in. And, but for you, you're like, oh, I don't need anyone's help. I don't need anyone's help. I don't need any outside influences. I don't need anyone's uh, help me to get over it. I, I'm sufficient in myself. Um, maybe you even say phrases uh, uh, where that little child in you comes out and you say, I can do it by my own self. I don't need anyone's help. And what you're saying is, uh, I can walk alone. I can walk alone. I don't need uh, someone to be by my side. I'll just do it. I, I, I'm better when I work alone. Uh, Maybe you are the original selfie before selfies were, uh, it, it, it's something that you can even take your own picture of yourself. Uh, uh, you've got it handled. Uh, you don't need anyone's input. Uh, maybe the way you handle life is you say, I'll just Google it and do my best. Um, I'm fine without people. And maybe that transfers over to say, I, I handle life even without God. When I come up to the issues of life, I find it in myself. And really, to say to yourself, the way I make decisions, I do what I want to do. You're a do-it-yourselfer. Do-it-yourselfer. There's some things in life that you really shouldn't do yourself. Do you know that? There's some things that you should, like haircuts, haircuts. Uh, do-it-yourself haircuts, most of the time they look like they were do-it-yourself haircuts, right? Uh, there are other things that could be dangerous in this life and could show, um, I, I'm not suggesting anybody go out and do this or that this is a good idea, but how about uh, do-it-yourself tattoos on your back, on your back? I heard one time uh, I was listening to the news, and I, I don't really like the news that much. I don't know if you're one of these people that really enjoys the news. You're weird, by the way. Um, but I, I like stories that are kind of interesting. And I, I, I heard about this woman who uh, performed her own, uh, she removed her own tonsils. She removed her own tonsils. And the way she did it was with an X-Acto blade in the mirror, in the mirror. And I was just going... 
and she didn't look all there. Like, she didn't look like that was a smart lady, you know. But anyways, do it yourself. And what about, uh, you know, this one, I don't even know how this would work. If you were your do-it-yourself mortician, you know, how do you, how do you even prepare for that? Like, what do you do in advance? Some of you, uh, this is the way we live. Um, but in the quietness of our own hearts, as we think about our day and we prepare, we think to ourselves, um, I, I need to prepare. I need to prepare for everything. I, 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 what if this happens and I'm unprepared? What if I, I'm not ready for every scenario of life? And in your private moments, you, you uh, reflect on that, that idea that you, says, I, you say, I got it, but you realize that there are things in your life that you don't have. There are things in your life that are a mess. And you try to highlight things where you can succeed so no one ever sees that you don't have it, that you don't have control. You know in your heart that you're not a do-it-yourself or you know that there's an emptiness and a neediness that maybe everyone else doesn't see but you know it I want to encourage you this morning to embrace a central truth of scripture you are never meant to walk alone you're never meant to walk alone you are meant to walk with Jesus so you're designed for you turn it, I shared with you the book of Genesis. I want to just show you a few things from the scripture. And I, I want you to get this morning this picture in your mind of what it means for you to walk with God. And specifically this relationship with Jesus. That he came, God came in the flesh, the Father sent the Son so that we might walk with him that there would not be any part of our life that wouldn't be with him please join with me in prayer uh, as we seek God's help as we seek to understand this God thank you for this morning the blessings of all that's going on um, God I pray for clarity this morning as we consider our lives and where we stand with you I do pray that we would walk with Jesus that we would not walk alone in self-sufficiency God, do your work in us now. May your spirit be our guide. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Genesis chapter 3, um, it begins, uh, I, I want you to, to see this, this walking picture in the scriptures. This idea of walking, walking, walking. That, that this is uh, a picture throughout the whole scripture. And it says in Genesis chapter 3, as it speaks of in verse 8, and, and if you understand the scriptures and remember that chapter 3 is where everything goes bad, um, that uh, chapters 1 and 2 recount the creation story, the beautiful uh, marriage picture of man and woman, and, and now in chapter 3, uh, there's the great temptation and the failing of Adam. But it says this in verse 8, it says this, that uh, God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And, and you get this uh, picture of God walking and God walking with Adam and Eve and, and this picture of them being together walking. 
I, I find it interesting, we'll see it throughout the scriptures, this idea of walking, of, of going about doing of life. If you turn over a few chapters, you'll see this, and this is the, the picture this morning that I want to give to you. Uh, in Genesis chapter 5, it says this, that Enoch, uh, it talks of Enoch, and it says that he walked faithfully with God, faithfully with God. Says it twice actually, as it describes this man Enoch, and then in chapter six, verse nine of Genesis, another account of another man, one that you know, uh, you've heard of, and you you understand the story maybe a little bit more. The account of Noah, in Genesis chapter six, verse nine, it says, "This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among his people of his time." And he walked faithfully with God. The picture here is this, and, and, and God wants to put it before us, is that uh, life is about walking, and it's walking with Him. It's walking with God. And this is what He desires. This is what He has set up life to be like. It's not walking alone. It's not walking alone. It, it's even not primarily walking in community or even walking in marriage. But, but his design is first that we would walk with him. And that that would be the, the one thing that drives every decision. That, that is, is the, the thing that we wake up with in the morning and we go to bed with at night is that we are walking with him. In Micah chapter 6 verse 8. Uh, another familiar uh, verse, and, and it speaks of God's, God's desire for us. In Micah chapter 6, verse 8, it says, He has shown you, a, mor a mortal one, what is good. And what does the, the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. To walk with Him. It's the, the very fabric of our lives. It's the thing that we should do every day. It's the thing that we uh, are, are waking up with in such a way where he, he's the first person we're checking in with. He, he's the one that we grant our schedule to. He's the one that we uh, grant the funds that he has even provided. That this is all the things that, he, that our thoughts are, are not our own thoughts, but they're following his thoughts. Because we're walking with Him. As you consider this this morning, um, know this, that what did the disciples do with Jesus? Uh, and what did He call them to? So they were doing whatever they were doing, fishing, stealing money, <laughs> all these other things. They were out doing what they were doing. And what did Jesus call them to? Follow me, follow me. Uh, it's not that you should change this, but as he said, follow me, what he was really saying is, walk with me, walk with me. We're going to go, we're going to go places, town to town, we're going to go over here, and then we're going to go over here, we're going to hop in a boat and go over there, uh, and walk with me, walk with me. Um, most of you have gone hiking before, you know about hiking, right? And there's should always be a leader on the hike. And you should always stay on the path, too. Did you know there's poison oak here in Bear Valley Springs? 
Uh, there is. Ask my sons. They're going to get it this year. I'm sure of it. They're gonna, not, not it's poison oak, but they're going to understand that there's poison oak out there. Anyways, uh, uh, you, someone's a leader. Someone's a leader. Someone's leading the way. Someone's uh, kind of taking the point, deciding where we're going to go and where we're not going to go. And what, one of the difficulties as we consider the disciples um, is they had their own ideas, but they were following Jesus. And when they didn't follow Jesus, that's where everything got a little muddled. That's where everything kind of went haywire. Can you relate? In your own life where, where you're going about your life and you say, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm one that is walking with him. And, and all of a sudden, you're not walking with him anymore. You're doing your own thing. You're making your own choices. You're valuing what you value. And it's not what Christ values. And so it, you get off and you say, how did I get here? It's simple. You weren't following him anymore. You weren't choosing what he chooses. You weren't listening. Uh, you weren't uh, looking to him. As you see this, the disciples walked with Jesus. That's what they did. You can also see this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. And this is interesting. In the Old Testament, you hear this idea of walking with God. In the New Testament, you see them walking with Jesus. And even now, as we look at the book of Galatians, it changes it. it it's the whole, it encompasses the Trinity. And in Galatians chapter 5, verse uh, four, 16, it says this. So, so, I say, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The importance of walking with God, walking with the Spirit, walking with Jesus, is that if you don't, if you don't, you're left to be driven by the flesh that's weak and susceptible to sin. It's what's going to happen. As we consider this this morning, some of you are saying, you know, my, my life is a mess right now and I, I can't seem to get out of it. I want to tell you, it's because you're walking in the flesh. You're choosing to say, I'm going to listen to what the cries of my flesh instead of listen to the, the, the cries of my God in my life. If you turn over to Colossians chapter 2, and we'll spend the rest of our time there. Colossians chapter 2. And I want to tell you that, that this whole idea of walking with Jesus why it's so important is this um, because it's what we were intended for it's what we were intended for um, we looked this morning um, and I, I want to tell you that the, the first issue of your soul is that you are forgiven of your sins that you have a relationship with Christ the second issue is that you walk in that relationship that you're not doing your own thing that you're not living uh, in the sinfulness of your past, but you're now living for what you were saved for, and that's to be with Jesus. In Colossians chapter 2, I want to read to you just a couple of verses, um, ver starting in verse 6. It says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in Him. 
rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving what this verse is telling us is this that we receive Christ and then we walk in him it's it's now the the new normal it's now the new way of life is that we are to walk in him that we are no, no longer uh, driven by the desires of our flesh, the sin that had enslaved us, but now we are given over to our Savior, Jesus Christ, and we walk in Him. I want to talk to you about this whole idea of walking. And I love it. I, I love the, the Greek word as it's used. And uh, it, it's, it's even translated, this idea of walking is living is living. And I, as the translators are going back and forth, is it, should you say walking or living, it's so closely related. Why? Because it's what we, they pictured is that they went about life and there was a motion to life. Have you ever tried to do nothing? They just sit there? There's this sense that if we sit there and do nothing, think about nothing, you can't really think about it. Some of you have tried. Some of you can't even go to sleep at night because your thoughts just take over. You know who you are. Don't point to anybody, okay? No pointing in church. Uh, but, but it's this idea that life is, is about motion. It's about, not just about motion, about doing things. I realize that some of us make a lot of dust, but we don't make a lot of progress, right? Uh, the, the idea is motion that would make progress. It's an attempt at progress. In the scripture, uh, you, you need to know this, that God never calls us to move, to go, to do, to make progress alone. He, he's never called us to that. This is not something where, hey, he saves us and then he says, good luck to you. Go do all that I've called you to do alone. It's interesting, he, he hasn't called us to do it alone, but it matters. It doesn't matter that you just have a partner. It matters who your partner is. In Proverbs uh, chapter 13, verse 20, it says this, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. A companion of fools. And, and Proverbs is saying, you know, if... If you bring someone to your side, if you walk with someone who's wise, you're going to make wise decisions. But if you're a companion of fools, if you hang out with fools, guess what happens? It brings pain to your life. Because in time, just by example and by being with them, the pain of all that's going on will come back to you. You'll pick up those habits. You'll, you'll participate in those activities. So we get this idea of walking, the motion of life, the attempt at progress. But I want to tell you uh, that walking is just living. It's just living. It's, it's doing everything that God has called you to do. It's, it's raising kids. It's going to work. It's eating. It's drinking. It's taking care of your home. It's taking care of your finances. It's waking up. It's going through sickness. It's going through health. It's going through good times and bad times. It's doing all this. And all this is living. 
and all this would be considered walking, and all this walking is meant to be with Jesus. Every bit of it. Not with you being in charge, but you following him. In Colossians chapter 2, as we looked at it, he says, you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him. Being rooted and built up and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. That's what it's going to look like. We're constantly growing. And as it, 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 some of you are such great examples to me because you've walked in Christ for a long time. And what that does to your life, it brings a stability. It's that idea of being rooted. That you don't, it's not that you never have problems and you don't have crazy thoughts and you get shaken and worried and anxious. It's not that that doesn't happen. But, but what it is, it's that you trust Him more. Why? Because you've walked with Him long. This, this idea that you are rooted in Him, you're established in, in your trust and your faith in Him, and it brings about a life where you can see all of God's workings and it uh, brings about thanksgiving as well. What does living with Jesus look like? Um, I have three things for you. What does it look like? It means His way. His way. It's his leadership. It, it's that he, you follow him. He doesn't follow you. Some of you think that uh, life uh, for you is like a toddler. And, uh, and you kind of do recklessly whatever you want. And Jesus kind of follows you around and picks up after you. This is not the way it's supposed to be. It's that you realizing the dangers of life and your inability and your, even your creation, that you were created to be in Him, that you, understanding that, you follow Him because it's best for you. It's His leadership in your life. It's uh, that you're going His way. In 1 John chapter 2, it says this, And by this we know that we have come to know Him if we keep His commandments. Whoever says, I know Him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. <laughs> that this new life in Christ is meant to be lived, not doing your own thing, but following. Following in obedience. M- most of you remember uh, when your, your parents uh, told you to do something and you didn't want to do it. Uh, most of us said that we didn't want to do it. We didn't just say, leave that in our hearts. Most of us said, well, I don't want to do that, Dad. I don't want to do that, Mom. I got a better idea. Why? Why? <laughs> we asked why. Obedience is not that we want to do things. It's not that we even agree with it. But it's that we submit our will to Him. And we walk and we follow. Obedience is following Jesus. This is what it means to live for Him. This is what it means to walk with Christ, is to obey Him, to follow His leadership, to go His way. Secondly, 
It's companionship. It's companionship, and I love this. All of us, every one of us here and every one of us that's not here, okay, knows what it is to be lonely. Every one of us. We, we know that empty feeling, and especially if we live out here on the backside of nowhere, um, there's maybe even a greater loneliness that we can understand here. You know, some of us get animals so that we think we have friends and we talk to them and we're grateful because we don't know what they're saying in return. What they're saying is, just feed me more. That's all they're saying. Uh, I'll listen to you and I'll smile and I'll nod, but just feed me more. Um, companionship. I, I want to tell you there's a beautiful picture in, in walking with Christ that you're never alone. You're never alone. There's companionship. You, you can be uh, on the most remote part of this earth. You can be stuck in a place where you, you feel like you don't have a single friend. And yet, if you are saved by Jesus and you're walking in Him, you have companionship with the God of the universe. What an amazing thing. And thirdly, I just want to say this. That as we walk in him with him there's power there's power we power out all the time we there's so many things in life we can't handle you you say well i'm i'm pretty accomplished i'm i'm a do-it-yourself or i can do a lot of different things yeah you can do a lot of different things but there's a lot of things you can't do and you say uh name one and if i knew you i could name more than one right there's lots of things. There's health issues. There's heartache. There's, there's children, the raising of children. There's uh, finances. There's, there's all kinds of things that reveal our inadequacies. But this is the beautiful picture of walking in Christ, walking with Him. You, you know what it is? That He, it's not just that He's given you a path. It's not just that He's there as your companion. But he's also there to give you his power to accomplish all that he's called you to do. His power. This morning, uh, as we've met and shared time together, uh, I just want to present this to you and encourage you to make it your life plan that whatever happens, I will walk with Jesus. I will walk. The difficulty of this life is that even saying that, I will walk with Jesus. It's a great rallying cry, right? It's a good banner. It's something to make a sticker over with a beautiful picture in the back. And so it reminds you, I will walk with Jesus. But what's around the next corner of life? What's over that next hill? I don't know. I don't know what's there. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue in this church. I don't have a clue in our country. I don't have a clue in our community. I don't have a clue in my family. I don't have a clue in my life personally. What is the next step? But, but that's almost the greatest reason to walk with Jesus. It's almost the greatest reason. Because 
chances are what's over that next hill and around the corner and next month, next year, is something that I can't handle. But as I walk with Jesus, I know that he will handle it. He will guide me through that. He will be my companion that's with me. He will be enough power to handle anything that comes my way. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, thank you for this morning. Uh, Thank you for the blessing of considering your word, considering your son, Jesus. God, I pray that you would cause us to reflect on this, that we would mark in our minds, uh, above all else, that we will walk with Jesus that we will not abandon him. We will not go our own way. Whatever comes, that we would cling to Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. You are dismissed. Remember to pray for us this week. Thank you.